Welcome to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tews. And our episode today is all about um, keeping your identity in motherhood as well as finding your identity in motherhood. It's something that I think Paris and I are both really passionate about and excited to talk about. And before we get into it, um, we also have a small announcement. <laughs> yes. We have decided that for the first time in our year and a half of doing Kindred Conversations, we are going to take a tiny little baby summer break. So we just wanted a few weeks to get re-inspired and we're both going to be just doing a lot of things with our families. So we're just going to have a few weeks with no episode. We're going to let you guys have a little break from us <laughs> and we're just gonna yeah take some time to rest so we will be back end of august yeah with more episodes yeah so excited and doing this podcast is so important to both paris and i and i think we both feel um such a desire to make it something that's sustainable for us and for our families so that is partly partly what has gone into making this decision but we're feeling good about it i think um once routines start picking up in the fall anyway, it feels like a really natural time to get back into into weekly episodes. So we're going to enjoy our summer break. Hope you enjoy it as well. Anyway, um, first, Paris, do you want to say what you're grateful for? Yes, I do. So I have just been appreciating this the past couple weeks, so I thought I would share. But um, it's been a couple weeks now. And since we went back to Colorado for a wedding, which is something that if you've listened to this podcast or you know me personally, you know that we have done so often for the last few years. And um, this was the last wedding that I am planning on doing for the foreseeable future in Colorado. So Pierce and my kids and I, we went back to Colorado um, to Buena Vista. It was so beautiful. And I got to work there all the, all weekend. And... One thing that I just have been really grateful for is Colorado. Like that is my home state. Those are my roots. And while we were there, I took my kids and um, we just woke up and I took them on a walk and we went to go get breakfast and we were standing in this coffee shop and I look around me and every single person is wearing hokas or tivas or tacos. Like everyone <laughs> has just woken up and gone and done something fun. And I feel like that's something that's ingrained into me is it's a Saturday you are outside and you are moving your body and enjoying the outdoors and I just really love that I love that I feel like that has affected who I am and my family culture and obviously I feel like that's there are elements of that everywhere but especially in Colorado like that is such a thing and I really love that and I appreciate that about my hometown Totally. I think that's awesome. I, I can truly appreciate, um, the culture of like a geographic location. I think that's so fun. And for a lot of places that is something outdoorsy or I don't know, I think everywhere kind of has like a little taste of like what's their thing. And I love that. So I think that's a great thing. This week I am just so grateful for the 4th of July. Honestly, it is my favorite holiday other than Christmas. I love it. I Love that it feels like the pinnacle of summer. 
I love, um, I don't know, just all the outdoor activities. I love being outside with my family. I love summer food. And I don't know, it just feels like the best reason to get together and to celebrate. And I think it brings a lot of communities together. And that feels really special. I don't know. It's just such a fun holiday. So I'm just really grateful for that. I love that. I agree. This was my favorite 4th of July ever. Kids oh, just make, fun. It's so much more magical. And it was such a fun. We went to a tiny town in Idaho for a fireworks show. And it was honestly so magical. I, I loved that. it so much. And it was the first year that Miles stayed up for the fireworks. Oh, yeah. Last year I tried so hard to wake him up, but he is <laughs> a deep sleeper. He doesn't sleep a lot, but he is so, so, so deep. And I could not wake him up anyways. That is but hilarious. This year was so magical. Fun. I know kids really, they truly do just like, especially when I feel like the magic starts to maybe I will we'll regret saying this, starts to like fade slightly as you become more and more of an adult. They like definitely bring it back. Don't oh, you think? Absolutely. <laughs> Kids make everything harder, but everything way better. Totally. Okay. So going into this episode, I've been feeling really excited about this. This is something Paris and I've been talking about for a little while. Um, just, I mean, I think it's come up in a number of episodes, but it reminded me a lot about the um, a piece of the episode that we did with Levi Williams. So his episode is about comparison, but he brought up this idea in his episode about feeling dissonance. Um, I don't know if that was the exact phrase he used or word he used, but I think he used that word. Was it dissonance? I think so. Okay, so it was. He was just saying like it doesn't feel right when you're not living in line with your values, and I thought of this a lot in terms of. Um, finding yourself in motherhood or keeping your identity in motherhood, how important it is to feel like as much as you identify as a mother, sorry, I am laughing at little Lola's little squeaks over here. They're so cute. And it sounds like little highs. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, that as much as, um, as much as you identify as, as a mother and, and that is like such an important value, there are other values and other things that you identify as, as an individual. And if you are not investing in those things, I think it doesn't sit right. I think you don't feel like you're living your true self. And so I have thought about this a number of times as we prepared for this episode. And I'm just, um, I'm liking the idea of, of, um, really like sitting in your values and, and asking yourself what those are, what's important to me, what are my passions other than my kids? Because that is a given, right? Like you are going to be investing in your children all the time. So thinking about some of those other things, what are my passions and what are my values and how can I incorporate those things in my daily life? I think it feels better. I think you, your, your happiness will reflect like how much, um, how true it feels like you're being to yourself. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes, I love that. I love that you brought brought in Levi's episode as well. And I know that as individuals, you know, we deserve to be happy, whole, complete individuals. And being a mother is just one piece of that puzzle. And we deserve that for ourselves. You know, we are entitled to that as our own people. But I think for our children, like I want that for my kids. I want them to be raised by a mom who is a complete person, not just a slave to them. A slave right. to them. And I don't right. mean that in a negative way. I just think like when we are just available for their every whim, I don't really think we're doing them any favors. I think uh, I've thought when we were preparing for this episode, I've thought a lot about the book, How to Raise an Adult. Yeah, same. And it just, it, yeah, it reminds me, we're not doing them any favors by just 
being just being moms. We, yes. we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to them to be more and to have diverse interests and values. And motherhood is obviously a huge, yeah. huge role of that, a huge um, part of that, but it's not, it's not everything. Right. It's not the only role that you play in your life. Um, okay. I'm curious what things you thought of when it came to like keeping your identity or finding yourself in motherhood. Like what were some of the, what were some of the like key components to that? Okay. So for me, I was thinking, a big part has been learning how to leave my kids behind, but also how to bring them along. So I already talked in this episode about the wedding that I just did in Buena Vista. And I feel like that was kind of an example for me because I have continued to work a little bit. I'm becoming more and more of a stay-at-home mom as my home life becomes more and more demanding, which is for sure by design. Like that is a very intentional choice. Right. I'm so grateful for that. But um, this, I feel like, was such an example because I had to – I brought my kids because Lola's still nursing and nursing is something that I want to continue to do for a while longer. So I had Pierce bring Lola and Miles because I didn't want to leave my family for the weekend. So we all drove as a family to Colorado for this wedding. And then I had to leave them for 10 hours while I went and shot my wedding. And I feel like that was such a balance – it's so, so, so hard for me to leave my kids, but it's something that I've learned that I have to be able to do. I have to find people I can trust and I don't leave them very often, but I have to be, I have to be able to. Right. And so finding somebody that I can trust, which I trust Pierce, which is awesome, but I need somebody outside of Pierce so that we can do things together. Um, and I feel like that's something I've gotten better at the longer I've been a mom, Yeah. but I feel like that's huge. It's just learning to be okay with leaving them. And once again, I think that's really healthy for them as well to be able to have another figure in their life. And I don't think you have to leave them all the time or, but just being able to have that as an option and to feel comfortable, that gives you so much freedom. Totally. Well, I have like two thoughts to that, which is one, um, you brought up like doing things with, like being able to leave them, but also being able to do things with them. And I think that's so important that like just because you love traveling or just because you love hiking or just because you love, you know, whatever, doesn't mean that that has to stop when you have kids, Yeah. right? Like, well, that those can be really enjoyable things to do with kids. Totally. And we, I know we had a lot of these conversations and I even think of, okay, I love to hike and I love to be outside and I love to be with my friends. And I do all of those things. I was actually telling my sister the other day, being a stay-at-home mom in the summer is the best. It is so fun because I just feel like I'm doing all of the things I love. Yeah. I'm having like my dream summer and my kids are they get to come with coming me. along. Yeah. And and that might sound selfish, but I really think that they're living their best life because of it. Totally. And we're just spending our summer going on hikes and going to the lake and going to the pool and doing so many fun things that I genuinely enjoy so much. And they're learning to enjoy too, which is so fun. Totally. I, I love it. And I mean, that's, it's the summer, so that's what's on my mind, but I try and do that even in the winter. Right. And obviously, I do a million things catered specifically to them. But, right, right. But the things that are important to me can still be important to me. For sure. And uh, obviously, it's a lot harder to do some things with kids, but it's important to me and I don't want to give them up, so I'm going to keep doing them. Yeah, and I also think, like, in that same vein, that there are things that maybe weren't as enjoyable without kids that um like you can kind of have like newfound hobbies newfound passions newfound loves 
as you are doing things with your kids. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. going to the library is something that I had forgotten was so enjoyable, you yeah. know, but then when you start to find activities to do with kids or whatever, you might be like, oh my gosh, I forgot how great this is. Like, so I think that's awesome. You're rediscovering things that, yes, you, that and you've even, lost. Yes. And even things like traveling, maybe it looks different, but you find like a great way to do it for your family. You know, I think a lot about Anna talking about traveling and she's found ways to, to travel that she loves with her family. And it mm-hmm. looks different than it did when it was just her and Taylor. But, you know, I think it's even, you know, just as enjoyable and, and maybe even more fulfilling. And then the other thing um, that I was thinking about when you said learning to leave your kids, I feel like this is a really big one for me, is that I have learned the longer I'm a mom the more and more I realize that I need alone time every single day. I have to have it. And it doesn't have to be very long. Like sometimes that is a bath um, at the end of the day or I don't know. I'm really big on um, nap time. Like Brooks doesn't nap every day, but we do quiet time every day just because like I need something to break up our day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you know, and sometimes it might look like something way more fun and indulgent, like going and getting my nails done or whatever. But that's something that I have had to learn. I am not, I don't mind leaving my kids. In fact, I think it's really good for both of us. And every time we get back together, I'm like, oh my gosh, we all needed this. Yeah. Well, and it's good for your kids to bond with whoever's watching them, whether it's a grandma or an aunt or your husband or even a neighbor. Yes. Learn to make relationships with other adults. Like I just think it's, it's so good for all of us. So that's another part that I really struggle with, but it's, um, it's, you, there's a lot of effort that goes into being able to leave your kids, Mm -hmm. right? Like the planning and, you know, the communication and whatever it is, I, it, it can be a lot at times. So that's something that I'm learning that regardless of what has to go into it, it is worth it. Being a mom, I think the, the hardest part for me, and I think that this is continual, um, throughout your life that there is a lot of stimulation, 24 seven. There are people talking to you 24 seven. There are people who need you 24 seven. There are people touching you 24 seven. And it just feels so overstimulating to the point that like, I can't hear my own thoughts. I can't form my own opinions. I can't, you know, it just gets to the point where like my patience is running thin and I have realized and had to learn that more than anything, I think that's just a result of me being overstimulated. Mm -hmm. So having that moment, like a lot of times it's at the end of the day when Johnny's done with work and I will run by myself for like a quick 30 minute grocery run. Like if I'm forgetting something for dinner or whatever, I'm like, I'm going by myself. Like I need this time. And just the side, like I'll sit in silence as I drive in the car and that like just this time to hear my own thoughts and think through my day or whatever it is has been and, and recognizing it for what it is, um, has been huge. So I'm glad that you brought up that component of, of um, being able to leave your kids. I just think it's really important to have alone time and remember like who you are and what's important to you. I'm glad you brought up too, you know, that's something you have to plan for and prepare for it. 100%. Because if you're just, oh, I'll just fit it in, you won't ever. Yes. And it's reminding me, um, Pierce, you know, travels a lot and his work hours are very inconsistent. And a lot of times he's around a lot and a lot of times um, I'm on my own. And so we both kind of realized, you know, if I am going to be able to have that alone time consistently and I can plan on it, we need, I can't plan on Pierce. Uh, like, obviously, yeah. he helps me when he's here, but a lot of times he's not. So 
I, for us, that looked like, okay, I got a gym membership that I had to pay, I had to pay way more than I wanted to. Right. But, but that means I can make a gym daycare appointment and have my kids go there and I can actually take care of myself. It's just something that we realized, okay, this has to be, this has to be made a priority or else it's not ever going to happen. Right. And it has to be like, I think in that example too, like there, you're kind of, you've overcome a few hurdles by like ensuring that there's a place that your kids can go with you mm-hmm. rather than every single day having to figure out how you're going to get it in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I love that. I love that idea. Okay. What else were you thinking? Um, okay. I was thinking that you have to build a routine that works for you. And for a long time, I was so big on, okay, seven o'clock bedtime, seven o'clock bedtime. And so then I had a few hours that were, that were mine and Pierce's and that was amazing. And as honestly, I don't even think that it's because Miles is older. I think it's just because it's the summer and we're playing totally so much and it's working for us right now. We're yeah. just having like the time of our lives. Yeah, so it's I, light at yes. the evening. And yeah. we're just having so much fun. I don't yeah. want to put him to bed at seven. Yeah. But I, totally um, I think having a routine that works for you is so important because it's so easy to feel like everything is just coming at you like as a tidal wave right and you're never on top of things you never get things you never get your house fully cleaned or you're you never get ready for the day or whatever it is um I I just feel like it has to be built into the schedule or it's not going to happen and this has been especially hard for me since having two because now I'm coordinating around two kids right also thinking about this I I am not a naturally very clean person but if I, if my house is a disaster, if it's a disaster for a minute, that's fine. But I, if I can never get on top of it, that does not do well for me. Like I feel like I have to have my house at least clean or can be cleaned in an hour or whatever. Right. Um, and I really like to get ready for the day. Like I don't like to just be, wake up and be in my sweats all day. Right. Throw your hair up and just kind of go for it. Like that just doesn't work for me. Not that I need to be like a beauty queen every day, but I, I have to like take care of myself totally. and get myself together a little bit. Totally. And so I feel like having that routine, okay, I – and honestly, like I said, I have struggled with this since having two. And I was even just telling Britt before we started recording that I am feeling ready to have Lola. Um, we're, we're big co-sleepers. Like that's just something that I have really loved and valued with my babies. And I was just saying I am starting to feel ready to have my own space just so I can wake up in the morning – and start the day with like a clean house and a shower and I've been finding times for those but it's been so like here and there not like I can wake up and start the way that I want to. Yes totally. And so I'm feeling really ready for that but um okay I don't know if this is a thing for you but I was thinking and I want to do an episode more on this but I also I try really hard to not save all of my cleaning and my chores for when my kids are asleep. I feel like that's so easy and natural to do, but I prefer for my kids to see me working and to help me work. And then that way when they're asleep, I can actually have time to myself rather than have a to-do list a mile along, which realistically I'm probably going to have anyway. Right. But it's not my job to entertain my kids all day. I feel like I'm spewing a thousand different thoughts. No, no. <laughs> but but along with that, you know, it's not my job to entertain my kids all day. Like, they need to learn how to entertain themselves. Totally. And, and I can clean and they can, better yet, they can help me clean. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I actually had this thought. It was interesting. Um, I picked Brooks up from like his little church class. Um, I don't know, a few Sundays ago and I got there at the very end. And so they were cleaning up the toys and Brooks, just the way his birthday falls, he's like by far the oldest one in his little class. And so it's a bunch of young kids, like one-year-olds, you know, and then Brooks is three. <laughs> and he um, did all the cleaning up. Put their, The bins are labeled and he put all the toys in the right spots. And like if another kid put a toy in a wrong spot, he'd grab it and like put it back in the right spot. And like he was loving it. And watching him do that, I, it was so funny because I've been reading, I we had read um, How to Raise an Adult. And I've been thinking about like, daily tasks and chores and teaching him to do these things. But watching him do that, I'm like, um, okay, my expectations of you should be way higher. <laughs> I'm like, why does he not clean up like this at my house? It's so much work to get oh them my gosh, it to is. help. And get them to like learn how to do it. But it was such an eye opener. Like he is capable. And not only is he capable, but when he knows how to do it, he likes to, he likes to feel mm. helpful. So that was like a huge thing for me is realizing like, okay, no, you know what? I'm going to invest in, it, it's going to take some extra effort. It's going to, it's going to take a, some extra time, but, um, we need to form some kind of routine around like chores and tasks and whatever, because it will in the long run lighten my load. Right. Yeah. And as he gets used to doing those things, um, I just think like as he gets older and his capability grows, it will only get better and better. It's yeah. like so helpful. And that isn't, you know, I never want him to think that that is my job is yeah. to a hundred percent be taking care of those things all the time. You I know? want to do a whole episode on getting your kids to help or totally. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but no, I, I love it. I love that. In the idea. future. Yes. I love that idea. Something else I was thinking about when you said, when you talked about building routine, uh, one is we've talked a lot about a morning routine and even like we've mentioned quite a few times nightly routines, mm-hmm. um, which I think it doesn't matter what your schedule looks like. Having a way to start and end your day is so important and you can make yourself a mini routine. And I think a lot of that is, you know, that can be like the quiet time that you need. That can be, um, just like the time to hear your own thoughts and, and whatnot. But then also I was thinking as a working mom, if you, I know things, especially since COVID, are way more flexible. But if you have a very traditional nine to five job, eight to five job, um, you might have to be like even more intentional about this than a stay at home mom, right? Like I can build into my schedule quiet time for my boys. But like, if you're not getting that quiet time in the middle of the day, right, if you're working, and then you get home, and it's like, you just hit the ground running with dinner and baths and bedtime and cleanup and whatnot. Um, you, you probably have to be very intentional about, about that time. Anyway, I don't know. I've just, I've been thinking about that. And especially with summers, um, how Paris is saying our kids are staying up late. Oh my gosh, Brooks, like he could stay up until 1030 every night. (laughs) What in the world? But I've realized that even not just for me and my quiet time, I'm like, I need that time with Johnny. Like it could be multiple days in a row where I'm like, oh my gosh, we haven't had any time to ourselves. Yeah. Like we haven't had a single meaningful conversation or, you know, and I think the time passes so quickly without you realizing, right? Like life is busy and summers are busy. And if you're not like putting the time and intention into forming the relationships you want to form and becoming the person you want to be, then time just kind of passes without you like moving forward in those things, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. 
one, I don't know if you put this in the note or if I did, but I think we can both agree on it, <laughs> but friendships, I feel like friendships are a big part of who I am, Yeah, and that's something that grounds me and just helps me yeah, stay connected with myself, and I think, like, like, you and I are here recording, and Lola's here with us, and we're doing it during our kids' nap time, and, you know, we're just making it work because right. we both value it, and it's really important to us. Right. And I think that's what you have to do with everything. That's what you have to do with friendships. And <laughs> you and I both, we will, you know, make sacrifices and leave our kids to record an episode. But there are also times where we just make it work with a baby on our laps. And I, I think we do that with friendships. And there are days where, you know, me reaching out to a friend is us going on a walk and bringing my kids or getting our kids together or having them over for lunch or what, whatever it is. And then there are days where, you know, I need some time with my friends and I need to be able to be, give them my undivided attention. So right. I need a babysitter. I need Pierce. I need somebody to be with my kids. And so I can get that really quality, valuable time. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Especially I think, um, I think it affects everyone differently, but I for sure get like major anxiety taking my kids somewhere, um, with people I don't know super, super well, like with Paris, I feel like it's no big deal if we're in and out of conversation a hundred times, <laughs> but there are, you know, there's a lot of relationships where I'm like, shoot, I feel like I need to be like, um, really engaged in this conversation, but I also need to keep my eye, my eyes on two different kids, you know, like that, that can be really, really stressful for me. So I think like, I don't know, getting, get, for sure, getting a balance of like putting yourself out there, um, and, and like making things work with your kids as well as putting the effort into scheduling things so that you can like have that undivided attention time. But also along those lines, I have thought a lot about, um, how as a mom, it is so easy to hide behind your kids that like, my gosh, that is such a good point. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. I didn't think I was going to come into this conversation, but (laughs) I just have thought about it recently. And I think, um, I think maybe the find your people has made me think about it. The book by Jenny Allen. Um, but it's so easy to hide behind your kids and that to be, you know, you schedule your activities around them and you get to know people with kids your same age and, Maybe you get interested in the things that your other mom friends, you know, are interested in, things that you can do with all your kids. Anyway, and all of those things are great, but I think something that's been really, really important for me has been to put myself out there as an individual, like as Brittany and not as mom all the time. Do you know what I mean? To really think um, think about like what, the, okay, for example, we have a good friend who um, has recently like gotten so into quilting and it didn't come like from anyone else. Like it was just something that she wanted to do on her own. And now she like has sort of made connections with people that she would have no other reason to have any kind of connection with other than quilting, right? It's been like strictly through that. And I think about that a lot when I put myself out there 
that um, maybe it, it feels uncomfortable because you're so used to making connections through your children or so used to kind of like hiding behind them in a way that it can be like a little bit um, eye-opening to and maybe a little alarming to like put yourself out there on your own as an individual. Like that can feel kind of scary. But I think that's been really huge for me in figuring out like or even remembering who am I? Like I am me first, right? Anyway, I, I've just had that thought. I think it's important for moms to do that every once in a while. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. along those lines, I think it's so important to find new hobbies or not even, I don't know. Yeah, new, new and old, but find and rediscover and invest in hobbies. And one of my very favorite things about being married to Pierce is he is a man of many hobbies. <laughs> yes, he, he just is. and he is always adopting new ones. And honestly, I love that about him. It just keeps him so excited about life. And in return, he is so great at being supportive of my hobbies. And I think that's something that every partnership needs because um you, you know, for a lot of us, we're lucky enough where our kids have two parents and we both should be able to do that. We both should be able to have hobbies and I think when I am pursuing hobbies and pursuing goals, I'll add that as well. I think goals are so important. Yeah. That just makes me feel more like me and it just makes me feel excited and happy and helps me enjoy my life so much more. And I think when I'm enjoying my life more, I'm enjoying my kids more and I'm enjoying having that that outlet. And But also I'm enjoying my time when I'm with them as well. Totally. I totally agree. It like enriches, it can enrich your life in all areas. Mm -hmm. That made me think about that part in um, how to raise an adult. When she talks about, um, she tells this little anecdote of this mom who goes to watch her son's football game in the rain. And she calls her mom and is like, Oh, why am I here in the rain? And the mom's like, I don't know. Why are you there in the rain? Yeah. That's so dumb. She's like, if you want to show him that exercise is important, then go exercise. Or, you know, what is it? What is the reason? Why are you standing out there in the rain? Like, what is it that you are trying to show him? And I've thought a lot about that, that like, what is it that I'm trying to show my kids? And I think there are two ways that this can apply, which the first is like, okay, how is this a parent in my parenting um, I think it, it can affect what kinds of activities you do as a family, what things you're doing with your children, that there are principles that you can take into your parenting that you, that are important to you and that you want to teach them. And then second of all, I think you should be asking yourself, how am I modeling this? Like, how am I showing my kids that this is important to me personally as an individual? And there are things that you should be doing outside of your quote unquote parenting that will be... I would like to think just as impactful because they, I mean, we've talked to so many experts about the importance of modeling that like more than anything you can say, what your kids watch you do is just like the ultimate teacher. Anyway, them seeing you going and doing things that, that are important to you, whatever that is, is like, is huge, right? It's such a great teacher. So I think not only can we be asking ourselves like, how, how am I doing this with my children, you should also be asking yourself, how am I doing this without my children? Yeah, both. It's yeah. balance. Yeah. I think a lot of us can can easily say, oh, I don't have any hobbies. I'm so consumed by motherhood. And sometimes that feels true. But I think if you just look a little bit deeper, okay, like what do I 
like to do? What what do yeah. I enjoy? And you might be just kind of lumping it into motherhood, but what are you, maybe you're working in your garden and that's actually a passion of yours, but you haven't really considered that. Or, right, thought of it in that way. Yes, or yeah. maybe you really love going on a walk with your kids every day, but you're just lumping it into motherhood. Well, maybe you can just be passionate about walks or totally. being outside. What is Listening it about to that? Books. Yes, what is it about that that makes you feel like you mm-hmm. and just commit to that a little bit more or even realize that about yourself so you're not just lumping it all into, oh, I'm just a mom. Right. Not that there's anything just about being a mom, but even if you are, quote, unquote, just a mom, like you're so much more than that. And I think just having that perspective and looking in towards yourself, like what do you like? What makes you you? I think it's just a really valuable experience to be able to work through that. For sure. And I'm grateful that you mentioned that because a lot of those things too, I mean, I think I agree. Like here we are saying like, it's so important to do things without your kids. Right. But I mean, in actuality, like for whatever reason, like it is really difficult for both of us to, yeah. to actually leave them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're doing really, really important things at home. Right. And anyway, so I like that you mentioned that because I think to a listener, it may sound like, okay, so how am I supposed to get a babysitter every day? And like, yeah. in no way is that what I am advocating for or trying to say, like, that is not realistic for 99% of us, yeah. right? But being able to build something into your schedule that that does feel realistic is important. And I love that, like, what you mentioned is, like, strictly a mindset shift. Like, there are things that you're already doing that maybe you're not looking at it as, like, oh, I'm investing in me right mm-hmm. now. So I, I I think that's huge. Yeah. I, I'm glad, glad that resonated with you, too. <laughs> it, just made, it just made me realize, like, I – I don't have all of this time to be pursuing all of these passions. No, but, no. But I can be gardening with my kids because I love to garden. And totally. be hiking with my kids and my friends because that's something that I value or cooking with them or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, you know, we can do it. We can do it with them. And I think it's really cool and bonding to do that with them. And totally. it's cool to see them see you invest. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I'm grateful that we've been able to like really think about think about this topic, I feel like it's something that I've been figuring out ever since I became a mom. Um, And I think obviously it will evolve and change over time as our kids get older and our families grow and and we get older um, and our interests change. But I think the principles always apply of like being able to figure out what your values are, what your passions are and invest in those things with and without your kids, right? Like as a family and as an individual. Perfect. Well, I am so glad we could talk about this and I am really looking forward. Britt and I have, I almost said Pierce and I, my, my other husband, my, my other partner, Britt and I, we have so many ideas and things that we're excited about for this podcast. And we're excited to take a few weeks off, spend time with our family, and just have time to work on some other things that we love. And honestly, to invest in the podcast more as well. So we are really looking forward to being back with you in a few weeks. And we'll hope, we hope you'll join us then.